When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that's like an anonymous hookup. It doesn't have an introduction. Oh, it what? But it it does. Oh. We just did it. We're doing it now. I didn't have one. Oh, <laughs> you mean you personally? Don't bring me into your stuff. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today, are you ready for some football? Great. <laughs> Had to do that again. Yeah. Like, um, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, the Superb Owl, the Super Bowl Bowl, the Super... I don't fucking know, Kyle. The Super Bowl. That shit that's <laughs> happening that I'm not going to watch. Yeah. I I think we're recording the show during the Super Bowl because we don't care. Yeah, yeah. Next week, we'll, we record on Sundays. So it, we didn't even think to be like, is that okay? Does anyone have some Super Bowl plans that they need to rearrange their schedule for or anything? Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. but first. But first. We have 100 words this week. Right. So at a certain level of Patreon, if you send in 100 words, I will read them. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> What's the thing, Mike? You know what's coming. I know it's the thing. I know. I know you know, I know you know. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that some some people, tens of people listen to this, Kyle. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's gotten to the point now where I'm encouraging bad behavior. Yes. But also, I find that bad behavior hilarious and endearing sometimes, and that makes me want to continue it. It's just... It's called a hundred words. It's in the name. It's in the name. <laughs> All right. Uh, fine. We're going to do it your way. Ooh. Probably. Okay. This is from Jake Williams, who's going to use my hole. At a certain level of Patreon, if you send in a hundred words, I will read them. Yep. Also known as the Use Mike's Hole mm-hmm. segment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is from Jake Williams. This is a hundred words for sex. And they start now. It's also more than 100 words because some of them are phrases. Right. Okay. Intercourse. Fornicate. Sex. Fuck. Shag. Bone. Bang. Boink. Screw. Nail. Stup. Score. Smash. Smush. Making love. Funny business. Getting laid. Afternoon delight. Knocking boots. Getting down. Jumping bones. Tap that. Making babies. Getting lucky. The beast with two backs. Shaking the sheets. Breaking the bed. The monster mash. Playing with the box the kids came in. (laughs) Bedroom rodeo. Amorous Congress, the horizontal tango, sweeping the chimney, whoopee, rolling the hay, doing it, doing the deed, doing the dirty, making nasty, doing the squat thrusts in a cucumber patch, (laughs) bringing an ardent noodle to the spaghetti house, putting a bun in the oven, tossing a hot dog down a hallway, hot beef injection, rumpy pumpy, sending out for sushi, boarding the beef bus, hiding the sausage, adding banana to fruit salad, baking the potato, batter dipping the corn dog. (laughs) Glazing the donut, <laughs> filling the cream puff, churning butter, batter dipping the corn dog. I'm going to stop there. I don't think that's been 100 words yet. Somebody can count and can, can but we're going to do a part two. Oh. Because you can do 100 words more than once. Right. Okay. Yeah. Jake, I don't know why you gave us a list of 100 things and then some <laughs> of those 100 things had more than one word in them and expected. <laughs> it just doesn't add up. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> and, thank, and thank you for your money. Is, yes, that's what I should be saying. Now, totally separate, totally, completely unrelated to the hundred words that I ish that I just 
didn't read or will read. Uh huh. We also got an email from Jake Williams, oh. and it says, <laughs> uh, um, "So uh, he wrote a lovely letter, but I, I think this little story is hilarious." I introduced my newish partner to this podcast a few weeks ago, but never assumed that he would actually start listening. This morning, he asked me, "Hey, babe, who's Mike?" In a panic, I started running through a list of ex-boyfriends and grinder hookups, trying to figure out who the hell he was asking about. He finally clarified, who's Mike and why are you using his hole? <laughs> <laughs> he started listening to the past few episodes of the podcast and was delightfully surprised to hear my name and my hundred-ish words. So thanks for giving me a good scare and both of us a great laugh. Um, the second half of that will be next week. Unless, unless somebody else sends in a hundred words and then maybe I'll bump them up. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Use that benefit use that benefit um feedback, feedback and corrections mike how do you pronounce it oh my god okay okay god damn <laughs> i think this is the most corrected thing that i've ever done i don't think so you don't think so no no what was it's up there oh i have no idea but it is up there it's up there. okay great after this many episodes who knows yeah um it is pronounced puberky Clearly, as everyone knows, this common word. I don't know why everyone was treating it like it was so obvious that it's pronounced puberky. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think so. So I. So I here. I, I wrote. I wrote this. I wrote these notes down so I actually covered it. Number one, I thought everyone was actually very nice. Oh yeah. Nobody was like dot dot dot, and you're fucking stupid, Mike. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Number two, I'm not calling myself brilliant, but it. This whole thing reminds me of a story that I heard once. That's a thing to keep in mind because I think it's really sweet and kind of important. If you hear somebody mispronouncing a word that's like a big word or a $100 word or whatever, it might be because they've only ever read it. Yeah. But that means that they're reading things that contain that word and they're probably not a dum-dum. Yeah. So bring a little grace to that. Yeah. And so anyway, just a reminder. Yeah. If somebody mispronounces a word, but it's a good word, it might be just because they're they've a reader. Only, yeah. They've only read it. <sighs> okay. Uh, yeah, pubarchy, pubarchy, and menarchy, and a whole bunch of archies that are part of like puberty and the horrible, horrible things that happen to you during it. Whom knew? Whom knew? Well, well, well these apparently do. dozens <laughs> of people because a few pediatricians. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, great. Uh, and then is there also feedback? There's more feedback? No. Oh, just that. Yeah, it's just that. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. We did it. Yeah. Uh, so here's the news. Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Okay, news the first. Do you know who Charlie Kirk is? No. He is... Spock? A, what? Kirk and Spock? Oh, I didn't even put that together and you did. <laughs> who are you and why are you here? And what have you done with Mike? Um, anyway, um, he's a dickbag fuckface asshole and pot potentially... Uh, well, He's, he's the first nominee for 2024. Ooh, wow. Maybe. That's exciting, except for what you're about to say. He has described transgender people as a throbbing middle finger to God um, and uh, is also just, it, he it goes after Leah Thomas all the time for no particular reason other than that she's trans. Um, anyway, so there was that twink that got fucked by that giant dick in the Senate conference room. Right. And uh, it turns out that Capitol Police were assigned to investigate that. And just last week, they dropped all charges because there was no crime committed. They mm. said they could not find evidence of a crime, mm. that it breached Senate rules and that there were um, Senate policies in place that, that, that definitely warranted him getting fired or resigning, whatever. 
but that it wasn't a crime. And some right-wing people, including this dickbag fuckface asshole, Charlie Kirk, have gone crazy. Uh, said, um, quote, there are hundreds of peaceful people that went into the Capitol on January 6th. Oh, boy. They, Let's take it there. They did not touch a police officer. They didn't smash a window, but they have been charged federally for trespassing and called insurrectionists for the rest of their life. They should have stripped naked and filmed themselves having gay sex. The implication being then they would have gotten away with it. Hot. Like, okay, here's the thing. I don't want this getting out there, Kyle. <laughs> This next sentence that I'm about to say, okay. I agree with Charlie Kirk. Everyone should have been having gay sex that day. <laughs> Only they were having gay sex. Everything would have been fine. <laughs> Instead of showing up. Instead of like shitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk or whatever they did. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that one, that one guy It's problematic to think is hot. Yeah. The shaman. The sh yeah. Um, I just, oh my God. They will do anything, anything they can do, anything in their power to somehow connect what we're doing as a double standard yeah. when it very, very much is not. Yeah. We actually endorse punishments for people who do wrong things. Yeah. That I think are usually pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when they do things, they they were all just peaceful people that never touched a police officer, which is not true. A thing adults can do that children can't is hold two conflicting ideas or feelings in their head at the same time and evaluate them separately mm. in an adult way mm -hmm. i can think that video is hot that's a big old dick going in that twink's ass this is hot and yeah he should be fired yeah <laughs> right like i'm not leaping to his defense because he's gay unlike you motherfuckers on the right who will leap to the defense of anybody as long as they have an r next to their name yeah fuck you and the horse you rode in on I, i'm on a mood again this is happening <laughs> why does this always happen next insurrection just go ahead and fuck each other yep i agree yeah uh, okay, news the second. So the state of South Dakota has been sued by the advocacy group, trans advocacy group, the Transformation Project. Uh, and uh, the Transformation Project has won. They won a $300,000 payment and uh, a little slap on the wrist for the state of South Dakota. The whole thing happened because there was some federal money that put up a $136,000 contract so that the project could then hire a health advocate. And um, uh, there was a conservative news outlet that questioned the Republican governor, Christy Noem, who is a dickbag fuckface asshole. And then, and then she stepped in and said, well, then no, it's canceled. They don't get the money. The thing is, she doesn't have that authority. Oh. And it was ruled correctly as discrimination. Oh. Yeah. So she discriminated and it was ruled as discrimination? Right. God, sometimes the right thing happens. Sometimes the right things ha thing happens even in South Dakota. Even in South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> um, so congrats. I, uh, I, I hope, I hope y'all do something super extra trans with that 300K. Yep. Just be double trans. <laughs> Just double trans the fish or whatever you want. Yeah. Glitter for all the fish. <laughs> so much glitter. I hope people know what a deep cut that is. That's a very deep cut <laughs> that we use pretty regularly, actually. But All right. News the last. Kyle. Yeah. We have to talk about it. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So two weeks ago, we didn't know because we were asleep, I guess. We could have talked about it on last week's show, but didn't really know yet or hadn't processed it yet. But the Washington State Liquor Control Board has um, been accused of raiding a bunch of Seattle gay bars. This would have been on Friday 
uh, January the uh, the 26th and then uh, Saturday the 27th. And the then Dan Savage posted to his social media that there were like Stonewall riot style raids happening on gay bars in Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood and uh, really rallied the troops. And um, there was a series of liquor control board meetings that very next week where they really had to do damage control and, and backpedal on, on their, their public, uh, public face. And then, uh, so, so the good news this week is the liquor control board has now said that they will no longer enforce those laws. We have to dig into what it was that they were enforcing though. So Washington state has a bunch of backwards fucking liquor control laws on the books and they were all ostensibly created in order to prevent strip clubs from being a thing. You can't drink at a strip club in Washington state. Yeah, we have really specific liquor and alcohol laws and especially like, yeah, people go down to Portland to go to a strip club because it's just not. Right, that's right. Because Oregon doesn't suck, at least not in this way. <laughs> Uh, and in fact, I don't know why strip clubs are like the focus, but also there was a law that was being bounced around as a potential here about 20 years ago when I first moved here that they were going to also force strip clubs to have the lights on. So no booze and the lights have to be on. Wow. That'll, that'll make them not want to come. Yeah. <laughs> Spell come. Spell come. <laughs> um, anyway, so the problem is those laws are on the books and they are the law and they're selectively enforced about 30 years ago there was a whole slew of enforcement actions is what they call them where liquor control board agents would show up at bars and if anybody but especially the bartenders had any nipples or hole exposed aka jockstrap mm -hmm. uh, they would then threaten enforcement or on occasion even write a violation uh, there were a bunch of protests about that. Again, 15 years ago, give or take, in 2008, the Eagle was raided. Uh, raided. Like, the Liquor Control Board says that these are not raids and shouldn't be quantified as such. But, like, I think rightly everybody's asking, if it's not a raid, then what is one? Yeah. It's people with fucking badges on that show up at a bar and start harassing people and writing tickets and taking photographs. They took fucking photographs yeah. of people in jockstraps to prove that they were there. That part is wild. That part's fucking wild. Because it's being selectively enforced, uh, that also means it can be selectively not enforced. And so the Liquor Control Board this week it, it said, and Dan Savage called it, we won on social media, said we're no longer going to be enforcing that law. And we're working with the legislature to change the law, but it is just the law. We're just following orders. Mm. <laughs> um, what's the other angle, though, that I was going to talk about? You know, I said it all yesterday at D&D. &D. No. Oh, because it's selectively enforced, the fact that they raided like 10 plus bars on Friday and like eight more on Saturday, and of those, only four were gay bars, they tried to use that as like a defense. Mm. But also, as a matter of percentages, it sure looks like you're picking on the queer bars because there's thousands of restaurants and bars in the city of Seattle, and like 30 of them are queer spaces. You're Somebody somewhere's picking on queer people. Yeah. The definitely disproportionately queer. So, I don't know. You don't go out in jock straps, though, do you? Boy, I sure don't. How do you feel about this whole thing? Um, it feels wild that this kind of thing is still happening. Like the fact, like when I first saw this post, it was like, oh my god, this is happening today. Like, 
in 2024. Yeah. That to me is, is wild. I understand like what the law is and, and feel like it is being selectively enforced on in queer spaces and the context of people rating queer spaces is very different than going into straight spaces. Sure. And that's something that maybe they didn't take into account or something when they decided to do this. Yep. And it's interesting to me that, uh, there are three members of the Washington state liquor control board, like at the highest level, one of them is gay mm-hmm. and they, um, uh, he was providing context for everybody of like, I came out at neighbors. Like I, I've been to every single one of these bars because I'm a big old Mo. And, um, but then brings up this thing that like has some appeal to me of like the law is the law. And I'm sort of philosophically opposed to selective enforcement of any kind. Like I can't say, I can't say, from on, on one side, it's okay for them not to enforce this law, but then be upset when they don't enforce some other law that I happen to agree with. Like I, I think it either it has to be binary. Part of me wants it to be binary. Mm. Like either you enforce it and you enforce it equally and universally, or it's willy nilly. It's fucking Armageddon out there. Do whatever you want to, <laughs> and hopefully you get the right cop. Mm. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's it. That's it? That's all for the news? Yeah. More on this story, maybe. Yeah, if more happens. Great. Hopefully hopefully it's done. Hopefully they kind of learned their lesson from this and will not be enforcing these specific laws and will not be targeting gay bars. But until the and legislature changes it, they can. They can. And that's part of the thing. Like, we need them to change the fucking law and not just have it be a, we promise. Yeah. But an actual change. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, speaking of people who don't need to change at all, I want to thank the following Patreon members. Thank you to Blake David. Thanks, Blake. It's a hot name. Um, it is a hot name. Uh, Tim Baldwin. Tim has two M's in it. I'm sure that's important to Tim. That was my grandmother's maiden name. What are the chances that's a relative? Your grandmother's maiden name was Tim Baldwin? Yep. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was hyphenated. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, Ken Cuddles. Oh, no. Oh. Um, Do you think that's real? I don't know. I don't think so. Cuddles is spelled with a K. If your name was Mr. Cuddles and you <laughs> had to like. Anyway. Um, and Loner Boner. Okay. Do you think that one's real? Yes. 100%. <laughs> Mr. Boner. Mr. Boner. I, we'll name him Loner. Um, if you want to join Patreon and have me say your name, um, get ad free episodes a day early, use Mike's hold, say 100 words, um, come to the Patreon happy hour. Those are all benefits you can get by joining Patreon, patreon.com slash gayish podcast. And if you sign up for an annual membership, you get 10% off. 10% off. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Do you want to talk about the Super Bowl? I guess. Why are we doing this? Okay. I blame you. Me? Yes. Why me? Well, because last week you were you 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 admitted that sometimes you take credit for things that weren't actually your idea. They were Derek's. Yep. This time I think you want to dissuade us that it was your fault, but it might have been. Like, I don't think th- it was my fault. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think it was a mutual decision. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll agree with that. Now, one thing I did want to talk about is I expressed when we were pitching this idea at the production meeting, I was uh, nervous that I had heard you can't use the word Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. And you were like, but yeah, we can. Okay, I realized after I said that, this is all stuff that I've invented in my head. Oh, great. That I don't know if it's true. This is but how it... we get shut down, everybody. <laughs> Just okay. like, like 
Just like, I don't know, Janet Jackson's nipple. Here we go. <laughs> Let's show it all to the world. <laughs> it doesn't, it's just not logical. Like people are like, oh, you can't say Super Bowl. Like, no, you can't say it in a commercial that implies that they endorse it or are affiliated with it. Mm-hmm. You can't ban people from saying the word Super Bowl. But they asked us to do this episode, Kyle. Oh, yes. But they specifically <laughs> and explicitly sponsored this episode. Here's me telling you that I am directly affiliated with the Super Bowl. The National Football League loves this show. Yes. And loves this episode in particular. This one. Yeah. They knew that they loved it the moment we had the idea for it. Yeah. Yep. Well, now we can't say it, but <laughs> but no, you can. You just can't imply like it's to it's when you're doing a commercial for Pizza Hut, you can't be like order for the Super Bowl or order your you know two large topping pizzas, whatever. Like yeah. that that implies that they are affiliated with the Super Bowl and that the Super Bowl is sponsoring this or something, which you can't. Yeah. So that's why commercials have to say the big game. Okay. Okay, okay. Again, I've made that up in my head. I don't know if that's true. You're a digital marketer, Kyle. I know, I am. (laughs) (laughs) And they teach us all about the Super Bowl on day one of digital marketing school. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. That probably should. Um, Okay, so here we are doing it, and and Kyle feels it's okay. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, I am going to talk to you about the history of the Super Bowl, Kyle. Uh, How long has it been around? Do you know? Um, well, we're on Super Bowl 56, 50 something. So 55 years, higher 57 years, 60 yes, 57, 57. Okay. <laughs> I was pretty close. Um, no, it's, this actually is 58 is this one. Oh, okay. but at the time of this recording, at the time of there taping. have been 57. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Super Bowl started on January the 15th, 1967. And um, the National Football League uh, had a NFL championship game, is what they called it, prior to that season. And um, then there was a merger agreement between the NFL and the AFL, the National Football League and the American Football League. And as part of that merger agreement, they said that the annual championship of that new merged thing was going to be known as the Super Bowl. Now, they didn't call it the Super Bowl right away. It was the AFL-NFL World Championship game. But then they, they... Yeah. And then... But they called it the Super Bowl in 1969 and called it Super Bowl Three. So uh, that implies that the two before it were also Super Bowls, even though that wasn't their name. It's kind of like Stonewall. Say, um, say more about uh, Pride. That. It's kind of like Pride. We called it like it wasn't called Pride <laughs> right away. Say, you, you also can't say that in a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, Pride wasn't called Pride the very first Pride. Got it was it. called Christopher Street, Street Liberation Day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you. We're already finding the connection to gay shit. It's so gay. So gay. Um. Okay. There've been there've been a whole bunch of them. I don't need to go into all of that, but that's like, that's the origin story. But do you know uh, the first two games who played in the first two games? No, the Chicago bears and the Eagles. I think you're right. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wild. That would be a wild thing. No. uh, So Super Bowl one and Super Bowl two were the green Bay Packers uh, against the Kansas city chiefs and the Green Bay Packers against the Oakland Raiders, respectively. The coach of the Green Bay Packers for both of those first two Super Bowl games was... 
Vince Lombardi. Yes, you know because I told Only you. Only because you said you were going to be talking <laughs> about Vince Lombardi. I want to talk to you about Vince Lombardi. So uh, they won the first two Super Bowls. And you know that like that like you've seen it. For sure you've seen it. The big silver polished trophy with the football on the top that yeah. looks like, you know, the Satan's butt plug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Th- that is in honor of Vince Lombardi coaching the first two Super Bowl wins, the Vince Lombardi trophy. Turns out Vince Lombardi is a fascinating fucking guy. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, kind of an asshole, apparently. Okay. Um, he famously said, quote, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Mm. And um, he coached the Green Bay Packers. And uh, um, then he coached the Washington Redskins, now known as the Washington football team which is the right move to make. We don't need to go into all of that. But uh, so he was known for yelling a lot, driving his players really hard. Um, and <laughs> and uh, uh, I guess being abusive to his wife and children. Oh, no. Yeah. This is like, he's like classic football guy. It's classic football guy. So... Um, yeah, so, okay, so his his wife and kids said that he was a perfectionist, had an authoritarian nature, and a hellacious temper. Ooh. And apparently the only person that could talk back to him was his wife, but uh, they had a, like, ye- I guess yell at each other and then bang vibe Ugh. going. We, we know those couples, yeah, right? Yeah, we do. And um, so... But it turns out that Vince Lombardi, who was born in 1913, let's put that in 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 perspective, uh, had a gay brother. No way. His brother's name was uh, Hank. Hank Lombardi. Hal. Hal Lombardi. Hal Sorry. Lombardi. Yeah, you can tell how important the brother is to this that I <laughs> fucked up his first name. Um, he had a gay brother who was named Hal, and uh, it is a lot of, a, a lot of people say that it is the combination of Hal, who Vince for sure knew was gay and was in his life, and the fact that he was a dark-skinned Italian at a time when that was basically considered a person of color in this Hmm. country, that that taught him a lot of lessons about the uh, importance of being accepting. And uh, it turns out that he worked with several gay men in the NFL and even defended us from time to time. Um, quote, long before it was fashionable, Lombardi was a champion of gay athletes, if only because he was a champion of all athletes, at least those who helped him score more touchdowns than the other guy. It really didn't matter if they were white or black, if they dated men or women or both, or if they dated interracially or not. Um, that was uh, uh, Ian O'Connor from ESPN. He said that... Uh, where's, 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 it, where's, it, where's it? Where's it? Where's it? I have like two different articles and I'm Mm-hmm. I, I needed to merge them before just talking. Gayish. <laughs> One of his players was running back Ray McDonald, and the year before he started playing football for Vince Lombardi, he was arrested for having sex with another man in public. And uh, so the um, Lombardi went to his assistants and asked them to help him make the team even knowing that that is why he had been arrested. Hmm. Um, and he said, um, uh, 
quote, if I hear one of you people make reference to his manhood, this was after he hired him. So he's already on the team and told, he told his assistant coaches, if I hear one of you people make reference to his manhood, you'll be out of here before your ass hits the ground. And, uh, what's really interesting though, I think is then he was a dickbag fuckface asshole to everybody or equally. So Mm. because that same person that, that, that same, that same dude, Ray McDonald, uh, was late to a meeting one day and Lombardi fired him on the spot. Wow. (laughs) That's pretty strict. Yeah. But, but the fact that he was gay did not, um, prevent him from being hired by Lombardi, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Susan Lombardi back in the Jason Collins days, um, uh, his daughter said, quote, my father was way ahead of his time. He was discriminated against as a dark skinned Italian American when he was younger, when he felt he was passed up for coaching jobs that he deserved. He felt the pain of discrimination. And so he raised his family to accept everybody, no matter what color they were or whatever their sexual orientation was. I think it's great what Jason Collins did because it's going to open a lot of doors for people. Without a doubt, my father would have embraced him and would have been very proud of him for coming out. Who's Jason Collins? The basketball player that oh. came out. Oh, okay. Remember that whole thing? No. We talked about it on this very show. I'm like, sure we did. I think the first week. Oh. It's like episode two or some shit. Oh. Um, anyway, Vince, Vince's brother, Hal, uh, Harold Lombardi, Lombardi uh, died in 2011 and was survived by his partner of 41 years, wow. Richard Nichols. Uh, Vince knew Harold was gay, was extremely supportive of him. And um, uh, his brother said, quote, Vin, he called him Vin, Vin was always fair in how he treated everybody, a great man who accepted people at face value for what they were and didn't judge anybody. He just wanted you to do the job. Uh, At least four gay men are known to have worked with Vince Lombardi in football as early as 1969. Wow. That's impressive. And now there's a trophy named after him. Now there's a trophy. So... Allies, you're welcome here in, in football. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Great. Or anybody who's like the NFL, like gays aren't welcome, should remember that like the trophy to win is named after a dude that would be fine with it. Yeah. But oh. I mean, the rest of Well, okay. Should I tell you about yeah. some stuff? Okay. How gay is football or how gay is the Super Bowl? Super Bowl is gayer than you think. This is an article on the Philadelphia Gay News from 2022 by Mikey Rocks. Okay. So. Is that a real name? I think so. I don't know. I don't know. Mikey Rocks, let us know in the comments. Yeah. Um, As Mikey Rocks said, here are a few proverbial touchdowns for the queer community in the NFL World Championship history. That. Okay. I mean, you got to say touchdown once or twice in an article about the Super Bowl. I know, but is that is that a is that a faggot that that's the only word he knows <laughs> from football? It's a touchdown. Um, four known gay players have appeared in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, none of them were out. They were they came out after their NFL careers had ended. Okay. okay. So they weren't out players while it's happening but there is the washington football team tight end jerry smith who is in super bowl seven. Oh, that's There's, early that's early yeah 73 72 yeah okay. Great. yeah i can do math i mean i wrote it down so that's oh. the only reason i <laughs> had the, uh new york giants offensive lineman roy simmons who is in super bowl 18 nice atlanta falcons defensive lineman um acera tuolo in super bowl 33 and New England Patriot offensive lineman Ryan O. Callaghan, Super Bowl 42. So 
Um, three of them were linemen and one a tight end. Yeah. That sounds like a <laughs> video. <laughs> but, um, so it's interesting. There have been some gay players that have. What? That just took a little bit for me to like. That sounds like a video. Oh. <laughs> three linemen and a tight end. Yeah. yeah okay with you. God. Um, there have been gay players that have played in the Super Bowl. But we didn't know they were gay. We didn't know they were gay at the time. Have there been they any can... gays that we know that they're gay? Not yet, right? No. Because Carl Nassib isn't good enough? Correct. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah, Carl Nassib. I just wrote this down as a side note. This is not part of the article. He's the... I wrote this under the heading, the only gay. Yeah. <laughs> Las Vegas Raiders defensive end Carl Nassib um, came out while active. So um, he's the only openly gay player to appear in a regular season game in the NFL's 101 year history. Great. Good work, Carl. Yeah. Good for him. Also, he's kind of adorable. Yeah. He's cute. I want him to crush me. (laughs) Is that what he does as a defensive end? Yeah. He probably has practice doing that. Yeah. I would think. Yeah. Um, I played defensive end when I played football. Did you? Yeah. Are you, are you good at, Defending the end? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, another reason. Gits. Gits. <laughs> the football coach has always called me Gits. Oh, memories. Football fucking sucked. I hated playing it. Um, <laughs> another reason. Uh, back to our episode about football. Great. <laughs> um, the Super Bowl ads are more inclusive than ever. Okay. That's another reason the Super Bowl is gayer than you think. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 17 years ago, Snickers aired an ad featuring two men ripping out their chest hair to prove how not queer they were after accidentally kissing while trying to eat a candy bar. Compare that. That was 17 years ago. Compare that. The to- Snickers version of No Homo is what that yes, was. Yes. Okay, ex- exactly. Exactly <laughs> is what it sounded like. I don't remember that ad. Um, but compare that to 2021 where Lil Nas X... Jonathan Van Ness, drag queens Kim Chi and Ms. Cracker, uh, YouTube and late night host Lily Singh all appeared in ads uh, on the, for the Super Bowl. So Great. there has been a lot of progress in terms of the Super Bowl ads and how gay they are. Great. Apparently. Another gay fact about the Super Bowl is that halftime shows have queer artists. So there's been Lady Gaga in 2017. Yep. There's been Katy Perry in 2015. Yep. Katy Perry holds the record for the most watched halftime show. She had an audience of 118.5 million. Jesus. And Left Shark. And Left Shark, <laughs> of course. Um, but the most interesting one is in 1991, New Kids on the Block uh, performed. And Jonathan Knight, one of the New Kids on the Block, is now gay. Or wow. was gay, but is now out. Wow. Yeah. Um, just a little bit about that. Hmm. Uh, in 2009, the National Enquirer published an article from his ex-boyfriend, Kyle Wilker. <gasps> Kyle. <laughs> um, who outed him as gay without his consent. Yeah. Don't do that, everybody. That's pretty shitty. Makes, um, makes you a bad person. But Jonathan Knight said, quote, I have lived my life very openly and have never hidden the fact that I am gay. He added... Mm. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, the prerequisite to being a gay public figure is to appear on the cover of a magazine with the caption, I am gay. I apologize for not doing so if that was what was expected. So it's... Mm, okay. No, you're not buying it? Not buying it. You think he wasn't 
that out? No. Okay. Or out means a different thing when you're a public figure, maybe. Right. I, I, I do I do think it I do say gay, everybody. Yeah. You need to say gay. Yeah. Now in nineteen ninety one, of course not. Yeah. Like that's William Shatner has been on a tirade lately on Twitter about what he calls presentism. Which well, I don't know what that is. He his definition of it would be taking like expectations uh, and morals and ethics and and political correctness of today and judging things from the past as if they should have been true then. Oh. So people were shitting on Star Trek the original series and Captain Kirk did a lot of like very questionable like anti-feminist things and it was 19 fucking 66. Don't mm. jump in his shit now and mm. say that he's a terrible person. Mm. It was just anyway. Anyway, this this feels this feels like that. Like okay. Okay, it was it was 1991 or whatever the fuck you said. Yeah, like, 91. Yeah. Like nobody was at out. Nobody could be out. Yeah. Like that was not the expectation of anybody except people who are time traveling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um I I think it's interesting that like how out do you have to be though before it counts as being out? You know, like maybe he was out to his friends and family and yeah. They all knew, but like he didn't talk about it in interviews with new kids on the block or something. You know, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. I wonder, I wonder how many of the new kids fucked. <gasps> if there's at least, if the answer is greater than zero, I'll be so horny. Or new kids, right? Lance Bass or uh, new kids. Fucking NSYNC. <laughs> um, Lance Bass. You think Lance Bass has fucked any of them? I would hope so. At least given a beach to one of them. Right. Yeah. Long. You long left him off of your list. Did NSYNC perform in the halftime? Goddamn right they did. 2001? Wow. With Christina this... Aguilera and like... Um, Aerosmith. Um, <laughs> Aerosmith. I think that's right. Isn't that true? I think that's right. Um, this was not Mila. This was... I'm blaming the Philadelphia Gay News for okay. not including them on the list. By the way, yeah, I am going to do my personal analysis and then stack ranking of the five gayest Super Bowl halftime shows as our Patreon segment. <laughs> Okay. I have lots of opinions. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. I think people will be surprised by number one. <gasps> Click here to find out. Yeah. <laughs> you won't believe number one. Okay. Another reason the Super Bowl is gayer than you think is uh, the gay male cheerleaders. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. There yes are... to gay male cheerleaders. <laughs> there are, I don't know, do you know this? There are openly gay cheerleaders, Quentin per- Perone and- Of course his name is Quentin. Quentin, right? That's a gay name. <laughs> and Napoleon Ginnies uh, joined the all-female LA Ram squad in 2018. Well, it's not all-female anymore, bitch. Wasn't all-female <laughs> after that. Less than a year later, they made history at Super Bowl 53 as the first gay men to represent their team at the Super Bowl. Yay. Well, yeah. that, that had a, I had a journey. I had an internal journey. <laughs> what was your... What well, was somebody your... had to be first, and that's not representing your team. I do think that the NFL is pretty terrible at, like, if we're gay-friendly. Look, we have this, like, one assistant coach. <laughs> like, that Are counts. you talking about <laughs> lesbian coach Katie Sowers? I, no, but I am now. Oh, yeah. Okay. There is... I thought I was making that up just as, like, a thing that oh. felt true, but apparently it's no, true. No, okay. it's true. There is, in 2017, oh, Katie. Katie okay. Sowers became the first openly LGBTQ coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2020, she became the offensive assistant, or she was or something, the offensive assistant for the 49ers, and that made her the first female and openly gay coach in a Super Bowl. 
Well, I mean, of course the first female in football is going to be a lesbian. They get shit done. They get shit done. And like, they're terrifying. Like, get them like, to the Super Bowl. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And in 2021, uh, she went to the Super Bowl for a second time when she worked for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. So she's a double... A double entendre. A double, yeah. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. How do we feel about this list? The Super Bowl is gayer than you think. Those were the, that's the evidence that we have been presented. How do you feel about, is the Super Bowl gay? Well, okay. Gay. It didn't say gay. It said gayer than you think. Right. And I think that sentence I can get behind. Okay. Because the Super Bowl is like, there's a bunch of gay shit that we just never talk about or see Hmm. that, I mean, the ads and the halftime shows alone make it gayer than just football. Yeah. So it is gayer than we think. Yeah. Now that list, I think is a little paltry, you know, like (laughs) there there needs to be more shit on that list. Yes. Yes. That's kind of how I felt. We're kind of digging for the, you know oh the guy from new kids on the block came out later and he performed in the halftime like we're really trying to yeah pull some scraps together to make uh make it gayer so yes it is gayer than we think there is more gay about it than we know but that's because the assumption is there's absolutely nothing gay about it and and in reality there's a hint of gayness to it yep there's a wafting of gayness to it yep yep well, apparently that little, little tiny like LaCroix amount of faggotry has really <laughs> angered some people on the right. Okay, why? Um, we didn't, there was nothing in, I mean, I guess gay male cheerleaders would be the biggest thing that could set you off about that list. But like all of that was like, they came out, you know, 20 years after the fact they played in it. Yeah, I don't, here's the thing, Kyle. What? What's the thing? I don't understand why it is that you can have Katy Perry and Lady Gaga and like Diana Ross before that. Like you can have all of these gay icons be in the Super Bowl halftime show, but it's really only just now that they're labeling it as woke and liberal Mm -hmm. and queer and, and like the rhetoric in this country is fucking dangerous. Yeah. It's fucking dangerous. And they're just wrong. Like they're suddenly mad about shit that's been true for fucking ever. Mm. Anyway, what I want to do real quick is just read like some of the vitriol. And I, I don't think we need Uh like, I don't think we need a trigger warning for it, but like, if this is going to hurt you, maybe just like skip ahead, just like a little bit. There's a, 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 well, newspaper is a strong word. There is a <laughs> publication called the Western <laughs> Journal, and it is filled with dickbag, fuckface, assholes. And this is the language that they're using. That's like I think it's worth talking about. The headline is: NFL adds wokeness to Super Bowl week, announces LGBT themed Night of Pride. Mm. This Night of Pride thing has been around forever, and they're big mad about it now. It has been around forever. I only heard about it because I was looking stuff up about the Super Bowl. Well, the I thing came is, across it this year, but so the foot uh, uh, football is a like what August to February thing. Pride is in June, so the NFL doesn't really have to address like having like rainbow stickers on helmets and like can you wear rainbow socks and shit like that, like like other sports do. Yeah, they actually get around. They don't like the performative queer support that happens around pride month, they don't really have to deal with any of that because Hmm. they just don't. Yeah. 
but they have been they have been doing pride events despite the lack of football in june anyway anyway okay so i just this is so funny he's saying he's some of some of what i just said i got from this thing so like now i don't know anyway nfl adds wokeness to super bowl week announces lgbt themed night of pride this is by dickbag fuckface asshole jonathan jones fuck you preemptively uh football is one of the few sports that americans can enjoy that has no presence in june which frees the nfl from turning away fans who do not want the lgbt agenda shoved in their face Mm. given that the lgbt lobby has claimed the entire month for itself yeah that's my june (laughs) i picked june it's all mine fuckers other sports that operate throughout those 30 days might feel pressure to make something of pride month and they do the NFL, an August to February sport, that's where I got that phrase, mm-hmm. uh, could easily avoid the negative feedback from fans but has decided to go another route. The league announced Monday it will host an event with GLAAD, formerly the Gay and, Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, during Super Bowl week next month in Las Vegas. Apparently, league officials believe nothing goes better with Smash Mouth football than rainbows. <laughs> Since the NFL's kind of ob- funny. <laughs> since the NFL's obsession with Taylor Swift apparently isn't gay enough, the league announced in a news release it is all in on celebrating pride with quotes, and will be washing that down with vodka in Sin City. The NFL said in a statement, "Quote: The National Football League (NFL) will host the third annual A Night of Pride with Glad, presented by Smirnoff, during Super Bowl week in Las Vegas, Nevada, on Wednesday, February seventh. The event will feature a special live performance with singer-songwriter Vincent." Oh. A night of pride with Glad is an evening of music, cocktails, and interview-style conversations with Glad, a nonprofit organization focused on LGBTQ advocacy and cultural change. The NFL family and partners will gather to spotlight advances in the future of LGBTQ inclusion in professional sports, as well as the NFL's commitment to LGBTQ former and current players. The NFL also said there will be a red carpet for attendees, as well as a Q&A on how inclusion in sports advances acceptance for LGBTQ people. Almost done. The announcement will probably make league executives some friends on the coasts, but football purists who are sick and tired of having left-wing agendas pushed on them are speaking out on the social media platform X. I don't care if you're gay or straight, but why is this constantly pushed on us? That's one of the tweets. Uh, NFL being lost to wokeness, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of terrible, terrible tweets. It wasn't enough for the NFL to allow its players to disrespect the country's national anthem by kneeling, nor was it enough for the league to paint the divisive political slogan Black Lives Matter in end zones following the George Floyd riots of 2020. The league apparently also felt adding a black national anthem would bring about unity in an increasingly divided country. There's absolutely nothing to be gained by the NFL forcing yet another woke, far-left cause on die-hard fans, but so much to be lost in the long run. Ah. <sighs> God. Labeling like LGBT acceptance as a woke far left cause is part of the problem. Absolutely. Like, that's the fact that you view they always say, they always say, I don't care if you're gay or straight, just stop shoving it down my throat. And then you label just LGBT acceptance as a woke far left cause. If you really didn't give a shit, then you would express you your support. Yeah. yeah. And you would just be supportive of LGBT acceptance. And you don't agree with how it's being implemented, but you would be fine with this cause and not label it as a woke left wing thing. Yep. Also, walk a single day in the shoes of a gay person and just see how fucking overtly straight the world is. Yeah. You want to talk about shoving it in your face. It is a straight, sexualized world out there. It is not 
it is it is it is not even remotely on the same level just saying gay people exist and uh, anyway yeah that when you, when you go from seeing nothing about gay people to seeing a hint of something about gay people then you feel like it's being shoved down your throat when actually what you're experiencing is a leveling of the playing field <laughs> yeah to use football analogies yeah also um, what else do they have left we already took bud light <laughs> well no they're taking bud light back how bud light hired this like anti-woke comedian to be like their spokesperson or something oh that's better yeah do i not like bud light anymore now i don't i don't think i don't think you do i was sometimes drinking it if it was available and i didn't want to have something else i scanned this <laughs> <laughs> i scanned this story so i can't tell you i oh. don't know okay I mean, I'll stop. If you tell me to stop, Kyle, I will stop. Yeah, I think stop. Okay. Back to back to Russian Rainier it is. Um, <laughs> okay. Speaking of glad. So so here's, here's the thing. What's different about this is basically the NFL is saying with this thing that they've been doing for three years now mm-hmm. is, yeah, we can't do much in June. So we're going to do some gay shit in February. Tie it to the Super Bowl. And this year we're doing it in Vegas just like we have the past two years in whatever the fuck cities they were. So, like, uh, I, I do I do think that compared to that list that you were reading earlier of ways in which the Super Bowl is gay, that actually seems meaningful to me. Yeah. They don't have to do anything. They they could be just performative in June like everybody else is, but they're, this is more than that. This yeah. is like... Nobody cares about football in June, and we recognize that, so let's pick a different time. Yeah. I think it's pretty smart. cool. Yeah, that is cool. Speaking of glad, though, uh, you were talking about how ads have gotten better. Mm-hmm. That's objectively true. Ads have gotten better. But glad, of course, is like, but it needs to be way better. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Hollywood Reporter did a, a, a thing last year after the Super Bowl, and, and the, the headline was, Glad Calls Out Minimal LGBTQ Inclusion Among Super Bowl Ads. And uh, their point was that, at least for last year's Super Bowl, there were only four explicitly featured LGBTQ people in those ads. Uh, uh, Rakuten? Nope. I don't know what that is. That's the brand, but Christian Christian Siriano was was in the in in the commercial. GM and Netflix, which had Jonathan Van Ness and Anthony Anthony Perosky. Um, oh, sorry, four commercials, not four gay people. I guess although JVN and Anthony, I only we only Someone. care about one of them. <laughs> uh, Google Pixel, which is uh, had Doja Cat and Doritos had Elton John, and. Um, and Glad analyzed it and they said, quote, in all cases, the celebrities appeared in brief cameos and the spots did not include LGBTQ storytelling. Hmm. I think that's really interesting. This concept of like, sure, inclusion is good, but speaking is even better. Or like saying something gay, including a queer person's story is better. Yeah. So Glad is saying like, yeah, it's a tiny, 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 tiny bit better than it ever has been before, but it's still minimal. We need to have not just mere representation, but also representation. <laughs> yeah. actually, Yeah. You can't show us for two seconds in a commercial and then just be like, that's good. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, the right is mad. <laughs> They're going to cancel the Super Bowl because it's too gay because we had like one 
rainbow on a yeah flag or something. How shit. ironic that they think that this is too gay. Right. The straightest thing of all time. They like, think everything's gay. They like they're so fragile. Yeah. And toxic. Yeah. Um the last thing I have okay. is an article from The Advocate by John Casey called Yes, LGBTQ plus people can like the Super Bowl. All right. And <laughs> they mean the football part. The football part. Not just the ads in the the <laughs> halftime show. Yes. Um, okay. th- this is from 2023 and in the article I wrote down any time that John mentioned something that gay people could like about the Super Bowl. Okay. So these are all the potential things that you could like about the Super Bowl. Okay. One is childhood. Tight ends. <laughs> yep. Football pants. <laughs> Tight football pants. How the quarterback is sometimes hot. Um, childhood memories of cheering on your team. I don't. All right. Eh, I remember my parents cheering on the Broncos. I remember having Seahawks football cards. Oh. And I think I think I just liked having cards. <laughs> <laughs> I had baseball cards. Yeah? Yeah. The gum was so bad. I don't think it I think it was like a pack of cards that I opened, not it, with unrelated to gum. It would have gum in it. Oh. Some kinds Right in, people. Tell me what I'm talking about. Like, there were some packs of baseball cards that would have gum in them. Huh. And it was terrible, chalky, shitty, per- pink gum. I don't remember that. Anyway, right. Did you do anything with it? Why did you collect football cards? I had friends that collected baseball cards. And um, uh, so I just, like, wanted to participate but was never into it like they were. Yeah. Yeah. And then football cards, I think people gave them to me, like aunts and uncles and mm. um were like, Here's some football cards. You're a boy. Yeah. You'll, you'll like this. Yeah, you'll love this. And I was like, Okay. Ooh, it has numbers on the back. <laughs> <laughs> um so I don't know. Maybe you have childhood memories of cheering on your team. Maybe it's a, brings back some good memories. I did like going over to grandpa and grandma's house and watching the football game. And like, I didn't actually watch the football game, but all my cousins were there and oh. my aunts and uncles and grandparents were there and there was food. And like, there's, there's something nice and warm, fuzzy member burying that. Yeah. 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 Um, another reason is quote, if you're gay, you remember the very first time you walked into a gay sports bar to watch a football game. Nope. I don't either. No. We have a gay sports bar here in Seattle called Madison Pub, and I spend a lot of time there. I've been there to watch the football game exactly zero times in 15 years. There has been, I don't know if it's football, but there have been sports games playing while I have been there. Sure. But it's never, I've never once gone to watch a football game. Yeah, sure. Same. But apparently some people um, did. This person said that didn't happen to me till I was 40, so maybe it's in my future sometime mm. um should we go yeah should we see if they'll let us record the show from there next week because oh, yeah. like nobody else will be there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well apparently uh, this is further down the list super bowl conceivably outdoes drag show brunches and it says and it gave like several examples of gay bars that when like they were basically like packing the house when their local team was in the super bowl okay okay I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. And I think that there's a correlation causation thing there, maybe. What? Like, it probably depends on the bar. Like, the implication, I think, is if there's, like, a drag bar, like a bar that that's where the drag queens go, 
and that if you canceled drag brunch and put the game on that you would somehow do mm. better than your normal Sunday. I, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. But I do imagine that gay sports bars have a really good day that day. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I expect Madison pub actually will be fucking full on Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Oh, there's a good reason to avoid it. Um, or go or go. And meet pants optional man. Yep. No, you have to wear pants there. Yeah. Based on the law, the liquor control board's <laughs> ruling and shirts. They're actually like they they explicitly do not allow you to be in any sort of state of of undress there. No, oh, have you tried? No, but oh, I, I have know. seen people and they've gotten kicked out. Oh, that's like well, well warned and then kicked out. Oh, gotcha. Well, that's good. They give a warning. Yeah, but they're... haven't you noticed nobody? Everybody always has their clothes on there. I guess I didn't think about it until you just said it. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The Super Bowl is more popular than ever. <laughs> this has been very specific. One bar in Seattle, our, <laughs> our, our segment where about. we talk about shit that nobody gives a fuck about, <laughs> outside of our little anyway town. Surely there's one other person that knows the Mad Pub. Yeah. Um, let's see. Everyone comes together on Super Bowl night to tune in to the same thing, um, like we used to do for shuttle launches and series finales. Yeah, the ending of Mash. Yep. It gave the ending of MASH as an example. Oh, really? So, yep. yep. <laughs> Everybody refers to that. I'm like, does that record still stand? Like, yeah. it was a good show, but come on. Fuck me. <laughs> I mean, it has to now because of the, like, fracturing of media. Like, things don't... It's not that we have four channels anymore. And, you know, you uh, kind of have to watch. Like, you have so many options that you can... I don't think anything will ever meet up to former series finales numbers i bet game of thrones could have given them a run for their money if they didn't mm, fuck it up so bad that's true and this is one that like it said that it, that there are millions of people that all watch it at the same time and when does that when else does that happen what other things does that happen for yeah oh. um i do like sort of feeling like i'm connected to a thing that so many other humans are doing there is something fun and good about that yeah yeah i agree yeah. what even though i'm not gonna do it like uh i sort of feel the same way about like inauguration day oh i usually watch the president get sworn in live on tv just because it feels like i'm connected to a thing i don't know huh. i don't <laughs> um and lastly super bowl ads are quote a bonanza a bonanza. So those are some of the reasons that this article said gay people can like the Super Bowl. Okay. Hmm. Um, some of the things not to like about it are... Carbs. Oh, no, that's not on this list, but good call. Okay. <laughs> um, how the pre and post game analysis is kind of lame. That yeah. was <laughs> the... There's um, so much sportsing. At the sports ball sports. It, there's like apparently hours of like pre pregame coverage that that's a lot. Um, yeah. The idea of football night in America implying that you're only American if you watch football. That's something not to like about it. Boy. Um, the over the top production before kickoff where Carrie Underwood sings waiting all day for Sunday night. Uh, the injuries and concussions of the of football. And the machismo, the fact that they have no out gay players, even though they've tried to do outreach. So there's there might be more reasons to not that gay people don't like the Super Bowl than than uh, convincing reasons why they should. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, but 
I'm sure for some subset of people, like we always see, there's some group of people that love football and the there's this idea that they don't exist and that's not true. Gay people yeah. that like football do exist and they're not, I don't know. It's, it's uh, weird within our community. I hope people get our vibe that like, yeah, we're making fun of this whole thing and we don't actually believe that watching football makes you less than in yeah. any way. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, go ahead and love football. Watch football. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and I bet you get treated weirdly from within the community for liking football. I get some people, I bet some people judge them for that or, yeah. or question whether they're actually gay, you know, maybe jokingly. Yeah. Or what have you. So. I bet it must be weird to like football and be gay. I'm trying to think if I know anybody who's like, I know a couple of people actually who are like hardcore sports fans and it's, it is weird. I kind of just assume they're a little bit bi. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? <laughs> You're doing it. Don't do that. Don't do that, Mike. Stop. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Okay, yeah. We already said we're recording the show on Sunday, but uh, do you usually watch it? I've watched it maybe a handful of times in the past 10 years. And oftentimes it's with our favorite fags tag, Doug and Koviak. Yeah. Um, but no, not really. When the Seahawks were in the Super Bowl the first time, I did not care, <laughs> but I used it as an excuse, uh, to, um, buy a TV. Oh, I was, I would like, I pretended to be super into it and convinced, convinced my ex-wife to let me go buy a TV. Oh, okay. It was great. That's a good, that's a good move. That was smart. Yeah. <laughs> Use it as an excuse to buy TV, everybody. <laughs> um, do you care? Do you watch? No and no. No, okay. Um, I mean, I'll watch. I like the party aspect. If I get invited to like a viewing and there's a party, I'll like, I'll watch the commercials and eat the popcorn or whatever. I always like watching the football part when I do watch football. Okay. I enjoy that. Like, I know everyone assumes that I don't know what I'm talking. I know the rules. I know how it's played. Mm -hmm. I, and I, you know, can get into it when it's on. Mm -hmm. I don't go out of my way to watch football, but when it's on, I can enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know the rules really. Well, I mean, I know like the basics, but I don't know like the rules rules. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Do we do it? I guess so. We talked about the Super Bowl. We did talk about the Super Bowl. What's the final verdict? It's not gay. Not it's gay. Not very gay. Where they really had to stretch to find examples of why it's gay or why gay people might like it. Um, and while the and this is the institution versus the individual kind of thing that we have to separate. The institution itself is not very gay. They're kind of trying, but yep. there's haven't been a lot of gay people out. Gay people that have played or yep. um, what have you. But if it's a if it's a thing that you as a gay individual really like, then go for it. Do your thing. We support you. I think it's a little straight island in a sea of gay and we're starting to crawl onto the beach oh <laughs> i like that metaphor yeah we're we'll get it's like our own personal bay of pigs uh should we take a break yeah let's take a break let's take a break break Hut one okay i was Hut waiting two. for one of us Hut to three. make a sports reference. break <laughs> <laughs> this is the part where mike and kyle take a break are we back we're back we're back we're going to do our gays for straightest. Okay. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a mood. Okay. I, 
Happy Super Bowl, everybody. <laughs> uh, we're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, uh, happy hour. Patreon happy hour. If you are listening to this a day early on Wednesday because you're a Patreon member, then remember that tonight is the Patreon happy hour. Hey, it's tonight. It's tonight, tonight, tonight. Good song. Um, Ooh, yeah. Uh, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Yeah. And the details will be posted to Patreon. Look in the Patreon app. You will find uh, the dial-in info. Yep. I got to remember to do that now. Yep. Um, local gay bar review. Uh, this time I'm going to talk to you about The Port okay. in Oakland, California. It had an industrial theme. A uh, tiny little space. Absolutely adorable, though. I thought it was cute as hell. Um, there was a bartender there that I wanted to love and pet and squeeze and call George. <laughs> um and uh but my favorite part and this was worth almost a full dildo just this alone was when i was coming in the door the bouncer said to me and i quote i don't need to see your id because you got that good wisdom up on your head <laughs> you got that good wisdom mike you got that good wisdom up on your head Oh my God, I loved her. Um, and for the Bay Area, it was very, very cheap. I got four beers for 20 bucks, which oh. that like for, for San Francisco area is is very, very cheap. It was awesome. Four dildos. Four dildos. Wow. Good rating. Way to go. Way to go. Um, gayest and straightest? Nope. Nope. Our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on socials. We have a Discord. We have a Facebook group. We are on Instagram. You can find out all the ways you can get in touch with us at, nope, um, on the website at gashpodcast.com slash contact thank you uh, our hotline you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails especially if it's your gayest and straightest it's 5855-GAYISH that's 585-542-9474 standard rates apply our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com and our physical mailing address is post office box 19882 Seattle Washington 98109 <sighs> gayest and straightest let's do our gayest and straightest okay I'll go you go my gayest is the fact that I went for a run yeah. Gay people are supposed to be fit and like do exercise and stuff. So and sportsy. I, yep. Yep. On this, our episode about sports, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I did something physical and it was horrible. Mm -hmm. um, my straightest is watching Rick and Morty the past two nights because <laughs> the new season came out. Oh, is that straight or just stoner? What's the difference? <laughs> I think it's a pretty straight show. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think so. I think straight dudes love that shit. Sometimes and they're me, onto something. And me too. I like it too. <laughs> what about you? What about me? Um, first, the, the gayest thing about me is the way that ChatGPT got me to watch an entire country music <laughs> halftime show <laughs> because I thought there might be a chance that Elton John and RuPaul were on it because GPT fucking lied to me. Lied to you? That was from our Patreon segment, but yeah. It was... It was my gay little heart was just ready and willing to endure whole minutes of country music to get there you never did never did i'm sorry uh and then the straightest thing about me this week is i totally knew that it was the 49ers and the chiefs that were playing in the game this weekend I, you lied to I, me I, I, no I, oh. I, I i'm lying to them kyle oh <laughs> i get it i thought you were serious for okay um or it's that i sang the monday night football theme song <laughs> at the top of the show <laughs> yeah yep 
Uh, this week, we have a listener's gaze astratus, and it came to us from Rachel over a text message. Hey, guys, my name is Rachel Sheher, longtime listener and first time texting a podcast. My guest this week was going to a queer barber shop, Queer Barber Studio in Olympia, Washington, to get my mullet hawk trimmed up. <laughs> we ended up listening to Alanis Morissette during the haircut after realizing that we all fully remember Alanis being the one to sing I'm a bitch, I'm a lover, but it was never her. No, it was Meredith Brooks, wasn't oh. it? It's Meredith Brooks. Uh, fucking Mandela effect. Anyway, my straightest this week was when my coworker showed me a picture of her with the Snapchat man filter on, and my genuine response was, oh, you're a good-looking dude. Does that count? Yes, it does. Yep. Thanks for being rad and all that. Bye. Oh, and then, oh, snap, the barbershop is Sheer Barber Studio, not Queer Barber Studio. The fact that you thought it was called Queer Barber Studio is also part of your gayest. It's going to be called that in my heart from here on out. Yep. Thanks, yep, Rachel. Of course. Thank you, Rachel. Um, yeah, leave us your voicemails, too, because we need some more to play on our show. We love them. Yeah, we love them. Um, I think that's it, right? I think that's it. We aren't going into overtime. It's... The two-minute warning. A thank you to everybody who watches the Super Bowl. And cares about the Super Bowl and is gay. Good for you. Yeah. You know what? Hang in there. Yep. And thank you to our Super Gap Bridgers for all of your support. Thank you to Kaylee Adams, Kit Oliver, Pip. Hello, Pip. Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, John Crowley, Stephen Porcio, Stosel, Harry Shaw, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Covington, Just Jamie, Thomas B., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Catchatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your money. Uh, that's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Catchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Be you, purple. No. <laughs> no? No, I reject that one. <laughs> Are you ready for some football? That was the Monday Night Football song for okay. a long time. Good for you. No. <laughs>